Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strother. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Hello, I am Farwit Lovett. Welcome to the Shifter Podcast. Here we like to encourage, inspire, and invite all of our listeners to live their best life. In each episode, we introduce women in our community who are doing just that, living their best lives. And today we have the wonderful and beautiful Chelsea Barton. I'm so excited to have you here today, Chelsea. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I love this community. Let me introduce Chelsea Barton. Chelsea Barton is a business owner. She owns C.J. Barton Enterprises Incorporated. In this business, she assists individuals with disabilities. She helps them enter into the workforce. Chelsea is also a leader in the community. She volunteers at church. She is working on her master's in business currently. She'll be graduating in May of 2022. Chelsea is a very busy and super productive lady. She is also an avid believer in self-development. She believes that we are always making ourselves better in the power of, of improving ourselves, of growing and learning from all of our life experiences. Chelsea lost her husband in 2013. Through this experience, it really was a catalyst that uh, launched her into self-development. She learned that there were things from her childhood that had to do with her perception. And as she worked through those piece by piece, she began to heal from the tragic loss of her husband. Chelsea, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, I'm glad to be here. So you have had so many significant life experiences. You've had very tragic experiences that you've moved through Mm -hmm. and you've had some really powerful positive experiences that you've moved through, Chelsea. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the significant breakthroughs that you have made throughout your your life's journey? Yeah, okay. So as you mentioned, um, in 2013, I lost my husband to a tragic car accident. I was only 25 years old. And so I was a, you know, I'm a, I'm a spiritual devoted woman. So I was, I was praying, I was seeking God prior to my husband's death, you know, regarding him healing. Cause he battled from mental health, you know, issues, depression actually, which is a common thing. And after he died, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do now? Who am I supposed to pray for? Well, I didn't realize that I needed to heal. And so through the healing process, you know, I went through a lot of trauma. It was painful, mental battles. I really felt like I was about to lose my mind. And I came to the realization, as you mentioned, that a lot of my perception and how I moved throughout my day-to-day activities, how I perceive people, how I handle situations in life, stressors, it actually was formed from childhood and moving up into adolescence and into adulthood. 
And I had to correct those behaviors. But the key thing with my healing that I learned was a key um, to me was a major breakthrough. My healing only went as far as I allowed it to go. So as far as I was willing to get into the trenches and deal with the pain, the root issues, the root causes behind a lot of the stuff, and not to look at other people like they were the issue or they were the fence, i.e. my husband's death is the reason why I'm unhappy or I'm tortured or I'm tormented or grieving. I had to really take the flare, uh, the mirror and reflect it back at me and say, okay, why are you doing this? Why are you perceiving this way? Everybody doesn't think negative about you. You don't have to wait until you get an aha moment in life for you to be satisfied and happy. You're good enough, you know, because I suffer from low self-esteem, you know, and people would have never thought that, you know, I talked to people today and they're like, Chelsea, when I see you, you're so confident. I'm like, really? And that's like, yeah, you just come into a room and you demand the room. And I'm like, you have no idea how hard I had to fight with my self-esteem. And it all stemmed back from, again, childhood. Once I corrected those issues, I actually was able to live a more positive, intentional life. And I'm so grateful because that was one of the key things when my husband passed. I had told God, I was like, you know, there's two ways that I can come out this situation, the outcome. Either I can go into depression and become a person that's unrecognizable, or I can overcome this situation. And since I've always been an overcomer in life, no matter the circumstances, I'm going to hold on to you, God, because you're the only way that, you know, I can get through this. And I'm going to tell the world how you brought me through. And because I chose the key, they, they go like an aha moment. I made up in my mind, I'm going to overcome this. I'm not going to allow this situation to take me over. It didn't matter if I didn't know how that was going to come about. I knew then with me coming into the realization, I have the power to determine my future by speaking these actions into existence and intentionally flowing in their energy field or in through those by pushing those vibration out, putting that energy into the universe, telling the universe, I need to heal. I want to heal. I'm going to overcome this. It don't matter how long it takes. I'm going to do it. And I'm so grateful to God today, seven years later, I'm actually living out those words that I spoke back then in October, 2013. So words have power. And that was the, the aha moment, the key thing for me. Right. A significant turning point in my own life was that moment that I realized in life, there is only loving and learning. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that you've heard that before. If we're not loving who we're with or what we're doing, then we're learning from it. Mm -hmm. And by adopting that philosophy in my own life, when something difficult would happen, when I was faced with a challenge or there were tragic circumstances, I would look at it and say, okay, life, what are you reflecting back to me? Exactly. Where, where do I need to grow? What do I need to learn from the exactly. situation? It's, exactly. it's such a powerful experience that you have moved through. You are definitely a light in the world. You were meant to be a teacher, Chelsea, Thank at you. such a young age for you to have become aware of yourself at that level and have the courage because it takes courage. It, it takes does. strength. It, it takes persistence will in order to engage that process of learning it's uncomfortable they call them growing pains for a reason it is but you did it you pushed yeah. through and you know what Dara, another thing i noticed through that and you know like um one thing the bible speaks about it is fear you know god tell you i didn't give you a spirit of fear 
And even if you want to take the religious aspect out of it, fear will really hold you back from a lot of enjoyment of things in life. And I had to push through all of the fear and it was so strong fear of, can I even do this? Am I even good enough? You know, can I, do I even trust in myself? I had to really push past fear. So it doesn't matter how comfortable this is, how, you know, I'm basically walking through the fog. I'm going to get there and I'm not going to allow this fear to hold me back. And that's one, that's another thing I want people to really grasp hold of. Do not allow fear to hold you back in life. Do not allow the fear of trying something new or the fear of going deeper into uncharted territory in your life, you know, um, because if you allow that, you'll never experience life. You'll never be living life intentionally. You'll just be existing. And what's the purpose of just existing? You know, you're living, you're basically living out a life that you don't even desire, but just you, you don't put yourself in this little cage or this little prison cell. And because you are comfortable with it and you understand and recognize with it and the, uh, the, the, the dysfunction of it, you will stay there instead of actually saying, hey, I really want to go to Disney World. Well, put building blocks in place or a plan of action in place to, you know, allow yourself to go to Disney World so you can experience that joy. You know, as you know, as well as I do, you know, me going to you for um, therapy, one thing I have realized, I feared allowing myself to enjoy things, actually enjoying the pleasures of life. And you might think that sounds, some people might think that sounds crazy, but I actually had a fear of, oh, you know, like, oh, this is, this feels good. I enjoy this. And I'm like, no, back off. No, you don't desire to feel that. No, 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 mm -hmm. no, no, no. This can't be good. No, I feared it immediately. Fear jumped in. No, no, no. This not right. And that's not, that was a dysfunction. I didn't realize that that was a mental strategy that I don't know, I guess from childhood, I don't know where it came from, but I recognized it and I had to let it go because I want to enjoy life, you know? And I said it, you know, with me going through the healing from losing my husband, I always held on to this one scripture that Jesus Christ said, and it's out the book of Luke. He said, I came to give you life and for you to live it abundantly. So is your soul is prospering, so shall you be in good health. The key words, I came to give you life, and so you can live it abundantly. And if I'm holding myself back from enjoying the pleasures in life, then I'm not living my life abundantly. So I'm contradicting myself to this faith that I said I'm gonna walk my life out with, and I'm you know, and I'm holding myself back from that. And I was like, no longer will I continue doing things that I truly truly don't desire. And so do that's that's one thing i really want people to understand please fight past the fear if you can fight past the fear you will actually learn to discover the things in life that you love just like thara said you know if you're not loving in life you're learning and i'd rather to be loving and learning at the same time you know and, and you are um an empathic person you're very in tune you're very aware of of where you're at how you feel and then also how other people feel and i know mm -hmm. this fear of enjoying life mm -hmm. or allowing ourselves to live and experience abundance it comes from many places and you can draw a, a straight line from childhood to adulthood mm -hmm. yes this stuff it starts somewhere right um ha however one of the reasons why we oftentimes have a difficult time allowing ourselves to to really live in joy and experience abundance is this is, and especially for an impact is the suffering around us right there are so many people who are struggling around us it almost 
makes one feel guilty right. that they're doing well, that they're experiencing abundance and, and feeling joy. What would you say? I'm to glad that? you um, mentioned that. That's so great. This is actually one of my aha moments that I learned recently at the end of 2020. So, you know, as we all know, 2020 has been a challenge for many of us, the entire world. It changed everything that how we do things in life and change is not comfortable. Um, at the end of 2020, I suffered the loss of a cousin. It was a tragic shooting, gun violence. It was so sad. Um, I saw my family suffering spiritually through that mentally, emotionally. You know, you can, I could really see their spirits just dying and it hurt me. And, you know, I, you know, like you said, I'm an empath. So my pain came from seeing them suffering aside from me grieving for my, for my cousin. On top of that, I, as a business owner, I had a lot of stressful situations that occurred that I had to tend to my business like never before because I had to protect what I had already built. And so under all this mental stress, I had to pull myself back. And I had to ask myself this question to go to answer your question. Everything around me, all the key core things that I value in life was crumbling. That it was like, if you want to say under attack. And so they were out of my control. And one thing humans don't like, we don't like being not in control. I had to learn to trust not being in control. I had to learn to trust that the higher power, power I'm seeking, which mine is God, he has my back. So I had to learn to build that trust with him. Be okay with things being out of my control. Know that the universe has my back. The one thing I did have control in, and it brought me solace, was, Chelsea, you have control of your perception. You have control of the environment you want to create around you. So no matter if these situations are undesirable, you can choose either to see the positive in all of this and choose to raise your vibrations to a higher level to just be positive. Like no matter what this situation is, I'm going to live intentionally. I'm going to be present here. I'm going to enjoy it. It doesn't matter if my ideal romanticized situation come about. It is okay. I am here. I thank God I'm here. And I'm going to be positive and how I'm going to give back to the people surrounding me is giving them these positive vibrations, this positive mindset and teaching them how am I able to withstand everything I'm going through? You know, everything, the, the killing of my cousin, the business attack, you know, financials attack, family attack, romanticized, you know, romantic relationships attack, everything that meant anything to me, even in my school and I was suffering in school. I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to be happy and I'm going to enjoy life. And it's okay if this situation is not ideal because who's to say, will it ever turn into the romanticized version that I have dreamed in my head to say that I'm going to be okay if it looks like this? No, you need to be okay if it doesn't be like that. No matter what, you need to be okay. And that's my advice to people. We have to be okay if the COVID-19 stay here for another year, two or five, we have to intentionally make up our mind what type of life experience do we want to walk out? If you want to be happy, be happy. 
If you want, to, if you need to see the small things in life, just saying, hey, I'm on the phone with Thara today. I get to see her beautiful face. I enjoy this and I'm going to be present and I'm going to thank God for this moment. If being okay, if you get a phone call from your grandmother or your child or, your, you know, your, your cousin and they say the sweetest little thing, it's okay to enjoy that pleasure. Anything that you, even anything, the small things, take pleasure in it. Take pleasure in undesirable situations because who's to say will our romanticized version of life will ever come about? We need to be okay with not being in control. And that's my advice. Mm -hmm. Brilliant advice. And in my life personally, 2020 was very much about that also, letting go of um, the need to control even the smallest things, the need to control um, my, my schedule on a day to day basis. Right. Uh, it's life is very much impressed on me. Let that go. Right. Perception is everything. Yeah. And if we really kind of take a step back and we look at, at it and, and listen to what it is that you're saying, we are more helpful to the people around us when we do take charge of that perception, mm -hmm. because what we're doing is we're, we're, yes, we, we find ourselves in, in, unlikely unfavorable situations that is beyond our control right. but we can find the silver lining we can we can figure out what pleasure there is for us available to us in that moment and there and it's always there if we look for it right. and by us acknowledging that right. and um, um, sharing that with other people then we are showing them the way in a sense right. we're you're helping them direct their attention and take charge of their perception exactly. to see the learning, to see the positive available to us in any moment. Mm -hmm. It is a disease. It is a mental illness, I believe, for us to be constantly in this place of, I'll be happy when. Right. If I can just get control of that, then everything is going to be okay. Right. Have you seen the movie, The Little Soul or Soul on Disney Plus? I haven't. Oh my gosh, that movie is basically, it emphasized what we're talking about right now. I love the movie so much because, you know, the musician, the main character, his thing was his aha moment. And we all know about our aha moment. Like, this is it. I've arrived. I can be happy. And once he finally got it, he was like, oh, I thought I was, you know, I, I, I've been waiting for this my whole life and it doesn't feel like I thought it would be. And one of the key things that um, the lead musician told him was like, you know, she gave him the parable. You know, there was a little fish. He wanted to be in the ocean, although he was in the lake. And so he was talking to another fish and he was like, I, you know, I can't, he, I can't wait till I get to the uh, ocean. And the, the, the other fish was like, you know what? You're already in the lake. There's no difference between the ocean and this lake. You're in water. Why not? You know, you can't see the beauty or the, the, blessing of where you at right now because you want something bigger when that bigger thing is what you already got now basically and that's the key thing and there was a lot of people i like how they show where there were people who were oh i gotta wait till i get to whatever this aha mama this aha feeling and they were going around like lost souls because they, they were not fulfilled and they were so focused on this one thing instead of enjoying life and looking at the small pleasures in life, you know, like a summer breeze or eating wa a watermelon or going to the beach and just being able to enjoy the sunrise or the sunset. 
because their mind was focusing. I got to get this thing. I have to get this thing. I can't live until I get this thing. And it was like, how long are you going to allow a life to go by you or waste precious time wait on this one thing that if it occurred, what if it don't feel like what you feel? If it doesn't occur, are you saying that you haven't been given the gift of life at all? And so I, that movie right there just emphasized where I'm at in life, intentional living. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live life. I'm going to enjoy life. I'm not going to wonder like a lost soul feeling unsatisfied because of the situation around me, no matter what's going on in the world. I can give back to the universe because we're all consciously connected by raising up my vibration levels, thinking positive and putting that energy out to you and telling you how I did it so that you can live that life as well. Because like you said, life is about loving and learning. And that's really what it is. That's so much wisdom, Chelsea. I'll definitely be watching um, Soul. Uh, It it sounds like a wonderful It's beautiful. I love it. And I love, love, love what I do for a living, my career, because I get to participate just a a little moment in time in someone else's story, in their adventure, their journey. And I see that countless times. I hear that countless times, this, this, um, you know, I'm working really, really hard. I'll enjoy my life when I achieve this goal for myself or I acquire this particular desire and then they arrive. Right. Oftentimes I'll see somebody when they've gotten to the point where I've arrived, I worked really hard. I made this thing happen. Where is my pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? Right. Where is this, this happiness, this great release, the relief from, from um, obtaining this particular goal, they don't experience it. But like you said, the, it's the journey itself. It's the process. It's the gift that you're given every single day. Right. Imagine that you love someone so much mm-hmm. every single day you go out and you, you, you search for the, the greatest, grandest, most intentional and profound gift for that person. Mm-hmm. Every day you're giving them a gift. And and then this person takes this gift and they unwrap it and they're like, okay, great. But they then they move on. They don't even say thank you. Right. They're they're because their attention is focused on some the thing that they don't have right. rather than the thing that they're being given. Every day there's gifts available to us every single day. And when we're not doing what you're suggesting, unwrapping those gifts and acknowledging the blessing in each and every one of them, then, you know, it would hurt my feelings. It would hurt my feelings if I took time picking out a gift for someone and they didn't really give it a second thought. Right. 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 And you know, and that's the key thing. They can't appreciate it because they're not there in that present moment. You know, their mind is somewhere else. It's not in the present. Maybe their mind is in the in the future or maybe it's in the past. And that's Mm -hmm. not uncommon. You know, I used to have a mindset like that. I always think about, oh man, I remember back then life was like this, but then I had to ask myself, why am I not living in the present at this moment? Because you thinking about how good the past or you seeking the future. And the only difference I could think of my emotions or what I'm feeling right at that moment is not attached anymore to the past. And it's definitely not attached to the future because I don't know what's holding held in the future, but my emotions are right here in the present. And therefore I need to get my emotions checked and stable so that I can be here in the present and appreciate this gift that you're going to give me. 
Right. Or if I do give a gift to somebody and they don't appreciate it, I have to be emotionally mature enough to know that this person is not where I'm at. And I wanted to give you that gift, regardless if you recognize the beauty in it or not. I wanted to give you that gift. And that brings me joy, no matter how you feel and how right. you do it. So powerful, Chelsea. So, so, so powerful. There's so much wisdom in you. Um, so you have God. <laughs> already shared um, many, many moments in your life that were transformative, uh, moments that would, would challenge anyone, um, significant tragic events. So you have, you have already taken a considerable amount of messes and turn them into messages that you're blessing us with in this moment. Is there, is there one in particular, is there something specific, uh, an experience that you had that really stands out? One in which you have turned your, a mess into a message. Yes. Well, it all goes at the end of 2020. So I want to give you some recent, you know, um, mm -hmm. aside from, you know, of course the family death and the business, you know, the dealing with me being on attack, you know, I had some harassments associated with clients and it caused a lot of stress on me. You know, I, I actually ended up seeking into depression, you know, cause I was under so much stress and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Even after I decided to think positive and enlighten, you know, I felt like it was like a test. Okay. You came to this new mindset. So now we're going to really test it out. Right. That's how the universe do you. Right. And so I pulled back and one day I was sitting on my couch, I was taking business law and I was failing the course, you know, I was under so much stress, stress like never before. And I was, I sat on my couch and I asked God the simple question. I said, Lord, am I going to pass this class? You know, I understood the, the weight that was coming from it. If I didn't pass the class, I was going to get kicked out of grad school and I was gonna lose financial aid and I would have to go back through trying to get re readmitted and trying to get my financial aid again, but I have to come out thousands of dollars just to do that. And then it would put me off of my, my goal, my graduation goal. But if I pass a class, I could continue the course. So I step back and I asked myself this question, Chelsea, what it is that you really want? Which path do you really wanna walk out? Which path do you wanna experience? You can do A, fail, or B, fight to pass. And I heard God say favor. And when I heard that, I contacted the dean of my college and I contacted my professor. I told them my situation. I keep in mind, I had an elf in this class. It was like a crazy elf, like a 42. And I make A's in school, so I don't even know what that is. But it shows that I was under a lot of stress. And... I told him my situation. I showed him my efforts. And I said, if you work with me, I promise you, I'm going to uh, come up to the challenge. He said, well, you know I can't give you full credit. It's not fair to the other students. I said, I respect that and I do understand that. But all I need is a C just so I can stay in school. And this degree means so much to me. I, need, I want this degree. So the board came together and they granted me the leniency to actually continue the course over the winter break. And I was able to achieve that C. So I continued my graduation path. And the reason why I'm telling you this story is because I fought for what I wanted. The situation was um, impossible. If anybody would have saw 42 elf on their transcript, they would have gave up. There's no way I could turn this situation around. 
But I pulled myself back and I had a serious conversation with myself. What it is that you want, Chelsea? And I chose which path I rather wanted to walk down the line, no matter how stressed out I was, the pressure I was underneath. And I reached out to my teacher on the faith. And I said, if you would just give me mercy and grace, I fought for that grade. And I think that's what really inspired him. He was like, you know what, I'm going to work with you. Because you, you like, I've never had a student come to me asking me for help with an F like this. And he mm-hmm. said, you, you know, and I achieved that goal. I, I fought for that C. And thank God I'm in school now. But the point is, sometimes you have to fight for what you really want. You have to be honest. And you have to know, no matter how impossible the situation may look, and it doesn't matter if it never happened for any other person in this world. You are a special, unique individual. And I put my faith in God and he told me favor. And I just moved in on faith with that 42 F. And now I am a graduate student and I turned that 42 into a C. So I turned that mess into a blessing really and I celebrate that see like it was an A because it emphasized just you are overcomer you fought for it you walked in faith you actually applied what you had just learned I'm going to live intentionally I'm going to be positive and I'm not going to I'm not going to look at the disaster of the situation I'm going to look at the blessing in it Mm -hmm. and that's what I did Over and over and over again, Chelsea, you have decided not to be a victim. Mm -hmm. What you're sharing with us, it's when I think of power, I don't think of of how strong I am or the amount of force I, I, I can exhibit over someone or something else. When I think of power and I think of the most powerful people on the planet, to me, it's choice. It's us realizing that we always have a choice. We don't have to resolve to be a victim no matter what the circumstances or situation is, regardless of how we, if we have no idea how to get ourselves out of a situation, there's always a choice and you make the decision to fight for yourself. Right. And and over and over and over again in your life, you've, you've really, um, embraced that. And that is power. That is what we mean when we say empowerment. That's just our ability to show up for ourselves, to fight for ourselves, to make those decisions. Right. And something that you mentioned that I think uh, is, is significant is when you were in a difficult situation, you had no idea how to get out of it, mm-hmm. but you decided that you were going to fight for yourself. Mm-hmm. You went within yourself you got quiet Mm -hmm. and in that quiet you heard that small still voice Mm -hmm. so can you tell us a little bit about that expound on those that small voice and the power of going within yeah so like you said I got quiet I was in my in my living room I pray in there a lot I do a lot of long time with God you know that's my spiritual outlet you know him And I just had an honest conversation with him and I really tuned in and I said, am I going to pass this, this course? And like you said, I put my will, I took all my will from these external factors, you know, the school, the business life period in general. 
and I put it back within where my soul is, where God resides. And I said, am I going to pass? And, he's, and I heard it as clear as day. I felt it. It was this peace behind it. And it said, favored. It was so quiet. It was so serene. It was so comforting. I said, favor. And instead of me questioning it, I moved in immediately. Mm-hmm. I, I emailed my teacher. And I didn't even question how the favor was going to come back. I just put action behind it. Mm-hmm. And as I was waiting on decision, because the course ended on the on a Monday, and I emailed the teacher that same day or that Tuesday, he got back with me that Friday, that Thursday. He said, "You know, I reached out to the um, the graduate uh, the graduate admission college. I'm waiting to hear back from the board if they grant me the permission to continue working with you. I have a contingency plan." that I feel like it's feasible that you can actually get your grade up. You just need to work this plan. That next day, you know, because I felt like God said, you know, it's in the work. It's not over until God says it's over. And so I was like, hey, well, it's not over yet. You know, he's still working with me. And that Friday, he said, you, the graduate missions gave us permission. And you can continue, your, you can continue working on these um, projects or these assignments. And you should be able to finish it by January 4th. And I was mm-hmm. like, praise God. So what what you're saying, and there's there's a psychology behind how all of this works. When you go within for the answer, and it, the, the, the pausing is important, the shutting out the noise, getting quiet, and then when you get that inspiration, that feeling, then you act on it without time to think about it. Because if we give ourselves time to think about it, then that fear that you were talking about earlier kicks in and it will paralyze us. It will shut the entire thing down. I love that you did that. So Chelsea, I have another question for you. Okay. What advice would you give your, your present self, your current self, what advice would, would that present self give your younger self? If you could, Go back in time. If I could go back in time, the advice I would give my younger self is you are worthy. It is okay if you do not know everything. You do not have to be a perfectionist. Life is about making decisions. And if you fail, that is fine. You learn within that failure. You do not have to put a time restraint on everything. Life will naturally unfold like it should. You need to be present. Do not always seek for the future and despise your past just because you did not live out certain situations the way that you romanticize that it should be. It is okay not to be in control. Mm -hmm. Live intentional. Live in the present. When when you say that, it makes me think of um, Christmas in my childhood. When when you know when I was a kid, Christmas was exciting. It was magical. You wake up and all the gifts are there, and family comes over, and you have this wonderful meal together. Just lots of fun, lots of family, lots of blessings, right? Right. And and then as we grow older and we become adults and 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 some of us have children of our own that ceases to exist a lot of times because right. now I'm the one trying to control the day, control the events, planning the meal, right. um, cleaning up after the guests. And so it just, it's, we lose our ability to 
find um, the the blessings or the beauty in the present moment to surrender the control right. and that 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 need. And I I I don't know in my own life and and how many uh, countless adults struggle with this this need or desire for control. And the real beauty and blessing in life is letting that go, allowing life, allowing God, allowing the universe to be the one in control of the events of our lives. And our responsibility is like what you're saying. It's our perception. It's our mindset, how we're perceiving this present moment and looking for the blessings, the gifts that's available to us in the present. Right. And I'm so glad you used that example because COVID Christmas, 2020 Christmas is a perfect example. So many people really couldn't embrace Christmas. Like, oh, Christmas doesn't feel the same. And it's because, you know, we have all these um, expectations attached to it. And then I just look at a child, like you said, as a child, so bright and happy and good. Well, why was it? Well, kids don't have the same attachments to things that we do emotionally and mentally. Kids genuinely live in the present. They don't allow their emotions to dictate how they experience the world. And so, and you know, during COVID 2020, I took this type of mindset to my family, you know, because it was our first Christmas without my cousin. They were really sad and depressed. I said, no, we're going to enjoy this Christmas. We're going to, the little things we love about Christmas, we're going to do it. We're going to embrace it. We're going to be happy. We're going to be fulfilled and satisfied no matter what. We're going to have that childlike mentality, behavior, and even like a faith, a childlike faith experience. Just be in the moment experience. No matter how unfavorable the situation is, I'm going to be content. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So I'm so happy you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I really am happy you mentioned that because a lot of people, especially, you know, I understand about having, not having your loved one here. You know, my husband was killed in October. His birthday is in December, but I intentionally tell myself you're going to enjoy the holiday season because this is your favorite season of the year. And you're not going to allow his death and his birthday to be like a negative omen or an omen over your favorite season of the year. You're going to still enjoy this, this season of the year. And it doesn't mean that you're not honoring him. It doesn't mean that you don't love him. Honoring him and loving him is actually being okay with him transitioning to the next life because that's life. We are guaranteed going to die as soon as we come into this mortal realm. And I'm going to continue living it no matter what. Right. You are a great example of a master of your emotions rather than allowing your emotions to master you. Yeah, you can't. You cannot allow your emotions to master you. You know, the key thing is we have dominion and power over this mortal realm. You are, you can control (laughs) your entire environment based off your perception. Your mind is so powerful. And when we come into the realization of how powerful we are as humans, especially when we come together as a team, you know, you create your reality. It's just right. really what it is. That's right. I tell my kids that every single one of us on this planet, every human being has a superpower and our superpower is our attention. And, and every superhero that, that has ever had a movie, when they are younger, they have this power and they don't know how to control it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's, it's, it's creative and constructive. It can be destructive also. 
and then they find a teacher and the teacher teaches them how to control their superpower, how to direct their superpower so they can use it for good. They can use it to, to create a reality, to, to build uh, the good on the planet and help those in need. Our attention is our superpowers, human beings. And when we can take charge, take control of it, of our perception, of our mindset, then really there are no limits for us as human beings. So Chelsea, do you have any tips for the listeners? What are some of the tools, the strategies that you have used in order to, to rein your emotions in to continue your, your path or your, your journey on um, the, the, the growth of your perception and your mindset? Well, my tips are, you know, what I do, I pray. I'm a woman of prayer. And the reason why I pray, I believe in having that intimate relationship with God. You know, I come from a Christian background. And so having that, that open connection with the creator of the universe and just allow myself to be open to receive whatever he's saying and to apply it. You know, I do that. One thing I do like, I have just took hold of it, you know, that is a scripture that Jesus Christ said. It's actually a quote. He said, you know, such as a man thinketh, so shall he be. And he said, you shouldn't, you don't have to worry about anything, but yet pray for everything. So if I come across a situation I can't comprehend, I ask God to give me comprehension in prayer. Mm-hmm. If I need more wisdom, I ask God to give me more wisdom. If I need to have insight, I ask God to give me insight. And if I feel like ignorance, ignorance will come up and hinder me from actually receiving it, I pray against the spirit of ignorance. And I ask God to give me the spirit of revelation. So I open myself up to him in all areas, areas, and I pray these prayers, you know, so that I can receive what he's saying. So I can receive what he's saying through the universe. So I can open my eyes up and see the different ways he can talk. Cause he talked through different people. He can talk through you. He can talk through numbers. He can talk through a message on TV. Like I said, with the movie soul, mm-hmm. even with wonder woman that came out, uh, 1984, it's a beautiful message in it, you know? And so, you know, it's different ways that God can talk to you and I make sure I'm open to hear him. I live life intentionally. I live life, with a a loving heart, a loving spirit. So if I'm not giving back out into the universe to people with love, I immediately come back in and check myself because clearly I'm hurt in some area that needs to be healed. So I'm always self-evaluating myself to make sure that my heart and my soul is in check where I can give back into the universe positive vibrations because that's the type of life I want to live. Right, that alignment. Um, it's so important for us to be in alignment, what we're thinking, what we're doing, how we're right. feeling, and you are looking for answers within. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, we are so, we, we just, and it's trained attention, we're reactive. We, we look for the answers outside of us or from, from someone or something else, but really what you're saying is, you have every answer that you have ever sought, you have found from going within. Right. And I agree 100% with you. I believe that that life itself is one long conversation with God. Right. And when we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, we are being communicated with. We are being helped. We, we are being supported 
every single moment of every single day, but we have to choose to see it and we have to choose to receive it. Exactly. Again, you have the power. (laughs) You have so much power in how you experience this world. That's right. All right, Chelsea, you have definitely blessed me today. (laughs) Thank you for your time. We end every interview with three questions that I'd like to ask you now. And the first question is, what is your favorite book of all time? My favorite book of all time, well, it's the um, it's a book I actually learned from Shifter. And it's The Mastery of Love. I love mm. that book. That's, mm-hmm. that's like one of the best books to me. It is one of my favorite books also. It's, it's incredibly powerful. Don Miguel Ruiz wrote The Mastery of Love. He also wrote The Four Agreements. He has a way of writing. It's, it's so simple and easy to understand, yet it's incredibly profound. Right. The way that he describes and explains things. I love that book. It reconceptualizes what we understand love to be. He explains right. The process of, of what he calls domestication. So, you know, it's we come by our uh, um, impulse to stress. We come by our impulse to, to experience and see the negative. We come by our, our impulse to, to be, you know, reactive and controlled by our emotions, honestly, because our attention is directed toward those things when we're growing up. But like you said, at such a young age, you became aware of that and started working with it and, and have completely transformed not only your life, Chelsea, but you are touching and transforming so many other people's lives just by, by giving yourself permission to turn that light on inside of you. Thank you. Thank you. So Chelsea, um, what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? Oh, the best piece of advice I've ever been given. Honestly, to get control of my emotions, because your emotions can hold you back from the things in life that you really desire. That's the best piece of advice. Mm-hmm. And is it something that you you practice every day, that you work on every day, or is it something that you master and, um, you know, it's a daily thing. Like for me, you know, different situations will cause different type of emotional triggers. And so in order for me to make sure I take control of my emotions and not allow my emotions to dictate my life, of course, I say I stay grounded in my faith. Um, I read books. So I'm reading Emotional Intelligence 2.0 right now to emotionally, you know, mature in my emotions. But another thing I do as a business owner having to balance a lot of stuff. I'm actually reading another book and it's called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And it's about a successful business owner who went through uh, stressful situations, his business going down and he had life situation occurring, but he had to get control of his emotions and his mindset to continue progressing. So again, I mean, I feel like this, what this whole entire podcast is about, is about emotional intelligence, really. Where are you at? You need to understand. 
emotional awareness. You know, it's okay if you don't know. You know, there's plenty of tests out there, resources. And once you find out where you are and you determine where you want to head, go to in life and what you really want out of life, you know, you can decide whether or not you need to build in those areas emotionally. But your emotions could definitely either make or break you. Yes. We are not rational human beings. We're rationalizing human beings and we are emotionally driven. If we really take a moment to, to, to look at whatever we have listed as our goals in life, whatever our desires are, mm -hmm. there's a reason why we want to achieve that particular goal. It's because we want to feel a certain right. way. And so you're right. It's, it's emotions are key. Emotions are central and there are subtlety or subtle differences between emotions and feelings learning that. I also believe that, um, in general, we are emotionally developed underdeveloped mm -hmm. as a society because we're not taught this information. Exactly. This, it's a sixth sense. There's so much valuable information. It's a conversation between our inner and our outer selves. Mm -hmm. And when we learn how to decipher those messages, understand that communication, then like you're saying, it takes life to a whole new level. Right. And actually once you, well, for me, once I had, you know, came into this awareness, like, okay, I need to become more emotionally stable. I want to mature more emotionally. I don't want to emotionally react in a negative way towards unfavorable situations, but um, it allowed me to open myself up to better understand different uh, personalities, you know, to be more compassionate, to understand why people are behaving the way they are and not to, again, not to get offended, but to be more understanding. That way I was able, I'm able to navigate around these people or situations in a more efficient, positive way. Correct. Yes. Also by the same author that wrote The Mastery of Love, um, Don Miguel Ruiz also wrote The Four Agreements. Um, and he okay. has a fantastic chapter on what you're uh, talking about, not taking things personally and not making assumptions. You're right. right. Everybody, every decision, every opinion or judgment that another human being has, there's an emotional reason why that's there. Right. And, and when we can separate ourselves out from that, not be emotionally tied, Right. to that particular situation or, or an outcome, then it helps us to understand ourselves, the other person. We're emotionally validating ourselves and can emotionally validate another person. There are many rights. There are many wrongs. It's not um, one way or, or, or the other. Right. Yes, I agree with you 100%, Chelsea. So what is the worst piece of advice that you've ever been given? I think, I don't know if it's like just a straight phrase. I think I need to do it collectively. It's um, the worst piece of advice that I feel like, it's not even advice, it's more so a perception of what people want to build in your mindset is the need of being validated by other people and listening to their opinions because they're seeing the external factors and they're not within within the situation with you. And so they feel like they can see the situation better when technically when you're in it and when you're really in tune with yourself and within your will, you can hear what God is saying and he knows what's best versus what people see externally because they only have a few pieces of the information. They don't know everything. And so you, the, the worst piece of advice to me, I feel like is just trusting outside voices rather than trusting your own inner voice. So that you can please your um, your surroundings or the 
your outer circle instead of trusting what's within you and moving in on that. Correct. Yes, I agree. A hundred percent. It is transformative when we make that transition from seeking the answers outside of ourselves to searching for the answers within ourselves. And that is one of um, the, the things that we do with Shifter and the curriculum that's designed through the Shifter program. It's encouraging each member to go within, to, to be introspective, to ask questions and, and search for them within themselves to wake up to and recognize this, this power that you have been sharing with us. And Shifter program has helped me so much in this last year. I, I have connected with a great group of women. We're, I feel like we're going to be lifelong friends. We still talk even after the membership phase of six months. We still meet. And I love the curriculum you guys gave me because it really just made me sit down and really look at myself even deeper. And I was, I was introduced to some material and people that I probably would never have sought afterwards and it just changed my life and so I'm so grateful for this platform this is a very it's an amazing positive platform and it's transformative thank you Chelsea and that's another example of prayer also going within for the answers didn't you um share a story about how you were um you were praying for a group you were praying for something and then shift her um, presented itself to you. It did. I, I, I'm so glad you reminded me. Yeah, I was like, God, I really need a group of women, you know, that I can just come and talk to about business and talk to them about different situations in life where I'm not feeling judged and I'm not putting the the. I feel like the mental stress putting that type of weight and burden on my friends who they may not be where I'm at in life. And they might not can't understand it. And it's okay. It's okay if we're not compatible in those areas. And so I prayed this prayer to God and I promise you like less than a year shift her was presented to me. I was like, Oh my God, this is it. This is a prayer answer. And I'm so grateful because it really has helped my friendships. You know, I have my friends for one category and I have my shifter friends, my shifter sisters for another. And I can be raw and I can be authentic and I don't have to worry about how they're judging me. And I don't have to worry about, you know, the perception because we have this safe environment that we have created for one another that's supportive and they're, you know, we all come from different walks of life. Some of us are business owners, some of us are housewives, you know, but it's still valuable information and it's beautiful. Thank you, Chelsea. Chelsea is by far a leader in the community. Chelsea is an inspiration. Where can listeners find you, Chelsea? You can find me on Facebook and I'm starting to pump up my Instagram page. And so I am going to be more vocal on social media. Uh, I go by my name, Chelsea Barton. I believe in positive content because I believe in putting positive vibrations out into the world. So to learn more about Chelsea, visit her on Facebook and Instagram. She always has something positive and powerful to say um, in our brightest and our darkest moments. Thank you for being an inspiration, Chelsea. Thank you for joining us today. It has been such a blessing. 
Thank you. I love being here. I'm so honored. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her Podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at ShiftHer, Instagram at ShiftHer.co, and read more about us at www.ShiftHer.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.